I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. So I, I thought the uh, press conference last week was was really cool. What did that day mean to you? Well, it was uh, it was a lot more emotional than I had planned. <laughs> yeah. um, when when Eric and John called the day of the draft and said, "Hey, you know, we might be drafting a punter." It was kind of one of those moments. You're like, you know what? This is just kind of meant to be. I want him to be Jordan Stout, and I look forward to make Jordan Stout the best that's played this game. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. We're coming off an uh, emotional retirement press conference for Sam Cooke. And, you know, we were thinking we might have him in right after the press conference. Mm-hmm. But I was a little too shook. I was a little too shook. I, you I'm needed man. time to I need, process? I, I needed time. I needed time. I needed another box of tissues. Okay. I'm man enough to admit yes. that it was getting – somebody had some onions in there. Very much. Chopping them up. They were chopping them up. The whole, the whole auditorium needed oh, a box of tissues. There's a couple scratch, little scratches. Oh, I got something in the corner of my eye. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but anyway, so we gave it the weekend, and now we have Sam in here Monday morning, bright and early, uh, to talk about his new career as, as an NFL coach. So excited to have Sam come on the podcast. Yeah, and on the back end, after that, we get a chance to talk with Sam, which I've been looking forward to. Uh, we're also going to talk about OTAs. OTAs yep. begin this week. Uh, so this is the first time to see the full team on the field during the offseason process. We've seen the guys, the rookies, uh, in action at rookie minicamp, but this is the first time the rookies and the vets are all together, and we get a chance to watch that over the course of the next few weeks. So we'll talk about that uh, as well. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the conversation with Sam Cook. Well, thrilled to have Sam Cook on the pod. Gosh, it feels weird not to say punter Sam Cook. I guess it's coach Sam Cook now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, it, it's kind of like it's kind of like president. You know, if you're president, you're president for life. You know, oh, you're, when you're when you're a do punter, you want that? Do you want punter Sam Cook or coach? You just Cook? call me Sam. Just okay, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> we have Sam on the pod today. We're thrilled. Uh, so you retire officially last week, yep. and today's Monday. Is this day one of? Your coaching career? Technically, yeah. Wow. I guess you could say that. Yeah, All right. So coming in to kind of see what, what that uh, schedule holds <laughs> and what, uh, what the new... Uh chapter of my life how it all unfolds yeah what what are kind of the emotions when you're starting on this new chapter today no it's excitement you know it's something different uh i think that's what i loved about the punting game and how we uh kind of created all the different punts it was something new exciting and now 
on to something new and exciting, and that's coaching, and it's something I I enjoy with my kids mm-hmm. and doing up at the Winters Mill High School and yeah. and helping out in any way I can, along with other you know other punters and kickers coming out of college and high school. So it'll be a great transition, and I'll really look forward to it. Now, do you set the alarm clock for the same time, or is this like a, you know coaches are expected to beat the players in? I assume. So you know, what time did the alarm go off this morning? Well, it went off at the same time this morning. Okay. I still took my daughter into school, um, which was very nice. Uh, went to work out with my wife, but uh, I came in here today to try to try to narrow down what that schedule is going to look like. Yeah. So I assume tomorrow, since it'll be our first OTA, yeah, I will be in a lot earlier. Um, I don't know how early that is. That's what we're going to try to figure out. But uh, I will enjoy coming in and helping Jordan out in any way I can, and. You know, especially the other two guys, Justin and Nick. It'll just yeah. be fun to be around them. Yeah. So I, I thought the uh, press conference last week was was really cool. Um, and it was just, you know, it, it wrapped up. And I said to, to Patrick, our PR guy who's sitting right here in the room, I said to him, that was awesome. You know, I just thought it was uh, a testament to your career. Um, and I don't know. There was just – there's a lot of people who were here, a lot of people who sent in videos. And I thought that that spoke just – very highly of the, the respect that people have for you. Mm-hmm. So now that you've kind of had the weekend to digest it, like what did that day mean to you? Well, it was a, it was a lot more emotional than <laughs> I had planned. Yeah. Um, everything about it was very emotional. And then coming in and being able to sit with my family and listen to the things that people had said to me. And, you know, you don't have so you don't have people sit down and tell you all those good things all in a matter of minutes. Right. And, uh, you know, my wife tells me great things all the time. My kids do as well. But to have a bunch of other people say the things that they did is very remarkable. And I think, you know, looking back on it and why it became so emotional was, one, because of what they said, but, two, it was like I was never, I was never cut. You know, in any sports, mm-hmm. I was always picked to be on this all-star team, always picked to be on this t- team. And then it comes to a point where I, I, I cut myself mm-hmm. in, in essence. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to go to somewhere else too. You know, I didn't want to leave the Ravens. I love this organization. And I basically, uh, you know, cut myself and that's that childhood game that I always loved playing. You know, I, I told myself there's, there's not going to be any more of that. Mm-hmm. And so that became very emotional, obviously, as you guys all saw in the press conference, it was very emotional, but, uh, you know, it just, it was such a, it was such a cool day and how everything went about and how everybody, uh, you know, was there to watch and, and be a part of it. And I was very excited about that. Right. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, like a lot of guys, even if people who play a long time, don't get that moment, you know, mm-hmm. because you bounce between different teams and like having that day uh, is is kind of rare, I think, even even you know for people who play a long time. Marshall had it. Marshall it had it. Kind of special in that way yep. too. Yes. Yeah, but it's like it's but, that it, but class, that's rare. You yeah. know, it's, it's you know it's that class of player, and I think that that it, it's even some really good players who have been here haven't had a day like that, a yeah. moment like that, um, and. If, you know, when you talk about kind of cutting yourself, I just was it was it a hard decision to say like, you know what, like I don't want to go and play anywhere else, or did you know like I'm it's just this is it. I mean, I think it started like year twelve when I was like, you know, there there's eventually going to come a time where we're, they're going to have to make the transition. You know, right. it's a business decision. I understand that, and I always told my wife, I was like, there's there's no way I can go anywhere else. Like one. I love this organization, like I've said a thousand times. 
Two, I just can't be away from my family for that long. Right. To go, you know, and you hear stories. Like I remember when Steve Smith came and, and other guys that come from different uh, places and they're away from their families that long. And Steve Smith said, man, this it's miserable with them not being here. And right. granted, they moved here the following year. But it's like I, I didn't want to have to go through that. And I had the opportunity to, and that's why – I did what I did, you know. It, to me, yeah. it was more important to be with my family than to make a couple extra dollars. Right, you're saying so. Some team called you and said, "Hey, if you want to pump for us, you can." If so, you're saying what? You said you had the opportunity to. Like, oh no, no. Oh, okay, I, I if, never even uh, looked even into that it option. Up. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I was given that opportunity if that's something that I wanted. Gotcha. When we had our talks, yeah. but I said I, I, I just wanted to be a Raven for life, and gotcha. it's one of those things. After 16 years. I don't know what I'm going to get more out of my career in, you know, if I play four years somewhere else. Right. So right. I was, I was very happy and content with retiring a Raven, being a Raven, and then also continuing as a Raven, uh, on the coaching staff of some sort or consultant. Right. Had you had any conversations with the coaching staff about, all right, you know, maybe I have a year left or two years left or, or whatnot, like before the draft had happened? Um, I mean, uh, me and me and Harbaugh and Randy and Chris, we always have our talks at the end of the year mm -hmm. and kind of what the uh, plan is. And my plan is not do we have any years left. It's my my plan is always how 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 can I get better over this off season? What can mm -hmm. I do? And when when Eric and John called the day of the draft and said, "Hey, you know, we might be drafting a punter," I was down at a camp with my son in Virginia. And it was just, uh, it was kind of one of those moments you're like, you know what, this is just kind of meant to be, you know, mm. I had a feeling <laughs> that, you know, we might is probably, they are going to draft. Right. <laughs> and just considering the situation that I was at with my son, I was perfectly content with that. I was so happy that day. And the fact that I just get to watch my son, you know, be at this camp, be a part of that, yeah. that, in that moment, it was just, it was okay. And I, everything about the situation, how it happened, how the Ravens handled it, how it all went down with me and my family after I spoke to him about it, I, I just couldn't be happier about how it all went about. Wow. That's awesome. Cause I mean, that's a, that's a, a moment you'll remember for a long oh, time. For sure. Right. Yep. That like, that was kind of when you knew it was over. Correct. And, and, and at that point, did you immediately start thinking like, okay, if I can stay with the Ravens and coach, that's uh, the avenue I'd like to go down. You know, we had talked, uh, well, Harbaugh in our interviews always, would always ask, like, is coaching something that you would like to mm. entertain? And I was like, yeah, I, I enjoy coaching my kids. I enjoy coaching up at high school, and it's definitely something that I would entertain. Right. And, uh, you know, given that opportunity, now that football was over with, I, I just couldn't pass that up. And mm -hmm. just to be able to be a part of this organization on Sundays during game days and you know it's from a different perspective now I don't, I don't have to wake up with the same butterflies that are in my stomach hardly be able to eat <laughs> I get to it's going to be different butterflies it's going to be a lot I was going to say I bet you still feel correct. something there's still going to be <laughs> you're going to take a lot of pride in how Jordan Stout punts correct yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah. there is no doubt about that yeah. but I'll, I'll just enjoy being able to be a part of that game day experience yeah. in some fashion that uh 
it's something I've never been been able to have. You know, I've always been playing for as long as I can pl- uh, can remember. So right. it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see how it all goes this year. Yeah, you, you said in the press conference, and I thought this said a lot about you. And talking about Jordan, you said that you want to help make him the best punter in the league, and mm-hmm. that, that that's you know a goal for you. Correct. And I thought that, like that just kind of speaks to you and your character and how you're you want to help the the guy. Who comes after well, you? He's coaching him now. Coaching he better him want to make exactly. him the best. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, why? You know, why was that? Like your mindset from the start. You know, like some guys could be bitter. You know, like certainly, but you're not. And and you're like, I want to help this kid and make him the best that he could be. Well, first of all, I don't know. There's really no reason to be bitter. I yeah. mean, you know, he's just he's the next guy in. You know, it's mm-hmm. the next man up, as they always say, and so. I'm just excited whenever people reach out to me on Instagram or my kids ask me a question. I'm just excited to try to help them. Yeah. You know, if they really want to figure out what I did as a punter, then they could watch as much film as they want. But I want to give my knowledge from a different perspective, like the mental side of the game, things that we can do, just the little tendencies that we can help with his game. Anything that I can do to help Jordan become that next best punter is my goal, along with everybody else that I try to help. And so... I would never want to try to help somebody be the worst. You know? so <laughs> my goal each and every day is just to better, you know, my relationship with with my wife, with my family. Uh, just try to be great in everything I do. Right. See, that's what Garrett and I do. We try to bring each other down. It's kind of a competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so me, Tucker, and Nick, we've had our fair share of those, along with, uh, along with Morgan. So we get that dynamic as well. You know, I, I uh, something that always stood out to me about watching you on game days in particular was like your attention to detail and your seriousness. Like I would, at the end of a game, I would often be down on the field uh, to be there. Like at the, you know, to get Tucker doing the interview after Mm -hmm. the game winning field goal. And I would always keep an eye on you guys and like your focus and attention to detail. Like you're in the middle of just this chaotic scene and like you guys were so methodical about your approach and everything about it. Was that something that, have you always been that way or did you kind of help? I just feel like you and correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, I feel like you kind of set the tone for that group in that regard. And is it, do you see it that way? And is that something that I don't know was important to you to have that mindset? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I set the tone. It's just, that's the way I approached everything. And, you know, here was a game that I had the opportunity to play, you know, 16 years ago. And for somebody to pay me to play a kid's game that I just enjoyed playing all my life, you know, that to me that, that meant serious, right? Mm-hmm. And everything I wanted to do was to come into this building, do my job each and every day, whether that was go to meetings, being on time, being to workouts, being at practice, executing out of practice the way that my coaches would want me to and as well as I would want my, myself to was the way I, I basically approached each and every day. And so I, I approached cutting my lawn the same way. So it's just, <laughs> well, you're going to have a lot of time to make I sure have, that those lines are perfect now. Yes. Well, they're always perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was going right? to say, I can't yeah, leave yeah, the house. Come on now. <laughs> if they're crooked, it just takes a little bit extra time. But, uh, it's kind of the way I approach a lot of things in life, yeah. and everything that has a sense of focus to it, I, I usually put as much in much as I can into yeah. it. I thought the word that you used in your press conference of being a perfectionist mm-hmm. really kind of summed it up. And, like, you have to be – I mean – to be a professional athlete, you kind of have to be a perfectionist in general. Yeah. But I feel like on special teams, 
I mean, everything is so tight. You know, there is like, if that ball isn't tilted exactly the right way, it might not go through the uprights. Sure. So like, you, everything has to be precise. And that's just kind of encompasses you as a person, I think, in your whole right. life. It seems. <laughs> I mean, I, my motto is like, why do it if you're not going to do it the right way? Right. And so if I'm going to spend the time to just do one little thing, it might be done, it might as well be done the right way rather than having to come back and refix it or mm-hmm. whatever it be. So, Yes, I am a perfectionist. Nobody's perfect, but I approach everything to try to perfect as much as I can of that skill or technique. That way, when it comes to game day or practices, that, you know, it just becomes second nature. Right. You know, and that's why I kind of quoted that thing like Joe Montana said, you know, there's going to be time. I mean, I, I get nervous a lot out there on Sundays or, you know, out of practice on punt return day, especially. But it's like just remember those small little fundamentals that can ease your mind and allow you to just go out there and execute something that you've done repetition after repetition after repetition right? and give you that, that confidence to do that each and every day. Now, I thought it was interesting. You, you know, you talked about the Joe Montana and the butterflies, I think, when you were speaking about the Super Bowl and, and that mm-hmm. final free kick that you had to get off. Yeah. And, and you said you, your body was shaking mm-hmm. in that moment. I mean, it's pretty rare for a team – to put the punter, like at the end of the game situation, it's like everything's on the punter, right? I'm back to back place. Back to back, exactly. So the safety, I mean, you know, you downplayed it. Like yeah. you were like, whatever, I just had to hold the ball and run out of bounds. But you have to catch that ball too. If that puppy slips through the fingers, if we get a little Tony Romo action <laughs> and that puppy slips through the fingers, then they have enough time on the yeah. clock to throw a pat. You know what I mean? That's true. I mean, you know, I guess as a fan, you'd probably think that I was just. I was so confident in my hands, and yeah. I was so confident that with Morgan back there, it wasn't going to be an issue. So right. to me, it was like, all I'm going to do is hold on to this. If they do their job up front, we can run this clock out. But I knew in they, the back of my mind that there might be an opportunity that I'd have to punt. And so in in my mind during that whole play, all I'm thinking about is, man, we I hope we run this time out. Right. But, you know, it, it also works in its favor, too, because I got to go out there, punt that ball, and execute in, a, in another high-pressure situation. Right. And was very fortunate to have had the ball the last two games of Super Bowl Forty Seven. So right. I couldn't couldn't be any happier. You, you know, that's what you want as a kid. You know what I noticed watching that back again? Is the guy, so after you got, got pushed out of bounds a little bit, some dude came over to talk some smack in your face, like right up there. It was kind of after the play. And I was like, Sam just walked right by. Smart yeah. play. He was trying to get a flag. No, nah, he was just saying what was up. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? That was it. Good he just you. was saying hi. <laughs> nice chat. Yeah, it was a good chat. <laughs> so the other thing that I think really st- stood out to me from uh, the press conference was you and Tucker, like, you guys mean a lot to each other, you know. And I, it's interesting. Like, you've been connected for a long time. And you guys spend more time with each other than anybody else here at practice mm-hmm. every day. You eat lunch together and, and your friends off the field. But your your guys' personalities are very different. Like mm-hmm. and but but you work so well together. And you guys both are, you know, significant people in each other's lives on and off the field. Why do you think that like the two of you and and Morgan for a long time worked so well together? Well, yeah, I mean if you talk about Tucker and I's personalities, yes, they're completely opposite. <laughs> and then you talk about Morgan. Well, there was a great dynamic between us three because you had Tucker on one end, I'm on the other end, and then you had Morgan who was just kind of the mediator between <laughs> everything. He's a great and pacifier. So he was. And so 
if I'm getting pissed at Tucker or vice versa, you know, you could always go to Morgan and he would ease the situation, <laughs> calm the situation. But the the relationship between me and Tucker being so different, you know, they always say opposites attract. Mm. And I think that that was key in this situation. However, our personalities may be different, but our goal on that field is the same. Mm. And so I think that's what I loved about him is the fact that he couldn't end a practice on a miss hit. And so that was the way I approached everything. Um, Morgan was the same way. Like we were all three perfectionists in our own way. And we all had that common goal at the end of each practice or end of each game is to be the best that we could be that day. And if we had one miss punt, miss snap, miss field goal, it just it wasn't a good day. Mm-hmm. And so we always tried to find ways to find find ways to be better each and every day and to help each other, hold each other accountable to be the best that we could and to the highest standards of our specialists. Now, I've asked you this question a number of times over the years as a player, okay? And I'm hoping that you will finally answer this now <laughs> as a coach, okay? The cook hook is your famous punt that you invented to negate Antonio Brown and others. But how many clubs are in that bag, Sam? I've asked this a dozen mm. times, man. I mean, there's um, I mean, you have different punt. It just depends on how you look at it. Oh. <laughs> right? You, you, we could hit a, we can hit a fade. We can hit a draw with a cook hook. Okay. Or, you know, there's variations. There's variations off of that particular club. So if you call each one its own club, there's a lot. Right. But if you narrow it down, you have your your hook, your liner, your rugby, your boomerang, your spiral, your um, let's see what other one. Knuck? Did I say knuckle? No, you didn't say knuckle no. yet. Um, yeah, I don't know what else there is. You know, I, I've been I've been away from punting for so long. Now, <laughs> I've forgotten. It's forgot hard to think back it, to yeah. those days. Yes, <laughs> that's a lot of punts, though. All right, I feel I feel finally satisfied. So I mean, at the beginning when you when we said I don't know what number were we using like 13, 18 some punts, well, then you started thinking of every variation right of that particular punt, what you could do to to utilize those punts in certain situations, based off variables during the game, who's back there, whatever it be, you know, right. you could use those different variations. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 
So what are you more proud of? Your legacy of revolutionizing punting in the NFL or your passing career? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, for I the longest great time, questions for today, the longest man. time, you had the the perfect passer rating that you know, a hundred percent completion percentage, and we Was all it, know quarterbacks get the glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, QB3, I don't know. What do you think? Probably Always most ready. proud of just my family. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what was it? was it this year? This year was the first incompletion. Yep. It was the last, last game. game. Last punt. Last game. Dude, that's yeah. that's got to uh, just my, yeah. Is that that one's got to stick with you a little bit? <laughs> no. No. Right. Like it's just it's an incomplete. Like <laughs> how many incomplete passes have I had in my career? You know, one, in my one, life. one. In my one life. Oh, in my life. <laughs> Just but, one. Uh, it is what it is, you know. Not everything can go, you know, perfect. And so that one obviously didn't go as perfect, to, perfectly planned I'm as we hoped. I'm trying to remember the play. I'm sure you put it on the money, though, right? It was. I mean, it, it was, was catchable. Oh, it was catchable. It was. Uh, it was an interesting situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now as you move into the coaching realm, is you know what what is kind of your mindset as a coach, um, and what that next chapter is going to look like? I think it's going to look, you know, try to figure out what that looks like. Right? Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, you know, I'm a special teams consultant. So I'm going to go out there and help our special teams in any way that I can. Like mm-hmm. whatever Chris and TJ and Randy say, how to help out, I'm going to do that. Whatever Coach Harbs wants me to do, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be trying to just figure that out and see how well it evolves, how much I, I enjoy it. I mean, I don't see myself not enjoying it. I just, I still get to be around the game I love. So right. that that's a process that we're going to probably have to figure out all throughout this year. And that was the reason I came in also today is to kind of start that process and see how we go from there. Right. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I'm, I'm not sure how much of Jordan's tape you've already watched and all that stuff, but how does Jordan Stout, the rookie, compare to Sam Cook, the rookie? I mean, I've watched, um, watched some punts from – Penn State. I've seen some of his film, seen some of his holds. I, I like him just for the fact that he has that raw leg talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he can just he can hammer away on a ball. He just he lets it go. He doesn't look too like too over fundamentally like focused. Mm-hmm. That he just goes out there and wants to hit the ball as hard as he can. And I always feel like. As you're growing up, you need to learn that. You need to learn those fast twitch muscles, get that leg speed. From there, then you can focus on your your consistency, your accuracy, all the other stuff that can be can be coached. Right. And so I'm I'm really excited because I see a lot of myself in in him and the fact that you just unlo- uh, unleash on a ball. Mm-hmm. And from there, now we're working on our consistency and drops and everything else that goes with punting. Right, right. Why, why do you say you see a lot of yourself in his game? Just because my in college, the only thing I did was try to hit the ball as far as I could. There was <laughs> nothing else to it. <laughs> and so I feel like his mentality is somewhat the same. He'd crush it as high and as far as he can. And, you know, the rest of it you never really thought of. In college, it was like, okay, try punting it over there. But you never really focused on the details that went into making sure you always put it over there. Right. Or always go left or wherever that direction is that you want to put it. Well, I have no doubt that you will have him focused on the details. No, we will. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I spent most of the morning trying to think of uh, Jordan Stout's, like, signature punt, what we're going to call that, because we had the cook hook. And, like, I could not come up with any good rhymes. Mm. The Stout shout. 
Like, can we start brainstorming no. here? Not no. on air, but maybe after. No. <laughs> he's, no. What? What? I want him to be. I want him to be Jordan Stout. Yeah. I want him to figure out his own things. You know, okay. I don't want him to, you know, use me. You know? <laughs> he's his own person, and I and I look forward to make Jordan Stout the best of, that's played this game. Cool. That's my goal. And last one for me, uh, Sam. What's the next house project? So I know you're always working mm-hmm. on something that you got going on. Whether it's woodworking, you talked about getting those nice lines on your yard. So mm-hmm. what's the now the, the next house project you're going to take on? Oh man, what it, what. Is not. <laughs> we got mulching done this week. Okay, I, mean, I got to work on both. the truck. Yeah, yep. every you know, you got to get that spring cleaning in. Yep, yep. Um, man, I got to plant some plants. There um, we go. Landscaping. Yeah, I got to work on my truck. I got to get my truck done. That's that's the first priority. Didn't you have the project with your son? Like, yeah. weren't you like building back like Correct. an old retro kind of truck? Yes, we're we're working on that. It's just spring cleaning got in the way. You gotcha. Know, the weather got there so we had to get the yard right 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 nice cool well sam congrats man thanks guys happy to have you still around so we can keep bothering you absolutely (laughs) i i look forward to it happy to be here all right man all right well great stuff from sam uh want to remind fans out there and listeners that the sports landscape is ever-changing and this week is no different DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports still has daily fantasy contests running for those looking to have skin in the game It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap, and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app now and sign up using code FLOCK. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code FLOCK only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. So, Garrett, uh... Like I said, great stuff from Sam. Uh, and now we move forward into OTAs, which is an important part of the, the offseason. Uh, like you mentioned, it's the first time with vets and rookies together. Now, we still don't have full contact. This isn't football football. This is shorts and shells. Uh, but it's a, it's the best thing we got right now. Yeah, it's a step in that direction. That's right. And so I, I'm really excited for this. Um, so first of all, I mean, you have some veterans that are kind of coming back from injuries that I expect to see out there. Nick Boyle is one of those guys for me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, now he finished the season. Did he finish on IR? I'm not sure whether they end up putting him on IR. So, uh, but he was still kind of coming back from that injury. Now it'll be interesting to see how, you know, close to full strength he is. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of players are still not going to be out there. I don't expect to see J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Marcus Peters, Ronnie Stanley. Some of those big hitters still aren't going to be out there. Right. But, you know, I think we'll see some. Um, We're going to see the debuts of some of the veterans, I think, that that were signed this offseason brought in. You know, I I hope to see Marcus Williams out there. We're not sure exactly, but I hope to see him out there. Um, Yeah, part of the reason we're not sure, I mean, this is still the voluntary portion, so this isn't mandatory. So you you don't know exactly, like, what attendance is going to look like, who's going to be out there, and all that. We hope that Lamar Jackson's going to be out there. Right, of course. Um, So there are some guys coming in that are going to kind of – we're. Our first time seeing them in a Ravens uniform, so yeah. that's always exciting. Uh, and then there's rookies, you know, and, and second-year players and young players that are looking to step into bigger roles or just get acclimated with the team. Yeah. Um, so, you know, specifically at wide receiver, that's one to watch. Yeah. So a lot Rece- going on. Receiver, for me, is like takes center stage, which I think is sure. probably going to be the case. I mean, first of all, Receiver is takes center stage be, in, in part because you can actually just tell what's happening. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just the like the big guys in the trenches that are like really not 
blocking a whole heck of a lot. There's no real contact. It's not like there's... I know. A, so you can't really tell all that much. Nobody wins the starting left guard spot in OTAs. No. I can tell you that no, much. Absolutely not. But you can see a little bit more of what's happening out on the, the edges with the receivers. And so I, I want to see these guys. I mean, there's, there's kind of a a bullseye and a target on the back of the receiving core yep. uh, after the Hollywood Brown trade. And they've got high expectations. I, you know, Rashad Bateman certainly is, is going to be the first one that I keep a close eye on. You know, he's mm-hmm. moving into the wide receiver one role. How does he do? How does he look? Um, the little plug here, you know, he sat down with Marlon Humphrey for studio 44. Uh, they talked last week, that episode dropped this morning on Monday morning. Um, and he's a confident guy. It, oh, yeah. it was interesting watching that and hearing from him. Um, and he said, it's my time now. And he feels like it's on him to kind of be the tone setter of that receiver group. And he has big expectations for the season. So if you haven't watched that interview or listened to it, make sure you go ahead and check that out. Um, but so I'm watching him. I want to see how that James, James Prochet and Devin Duvernay look. Yep. Tylen Wallace, Tylen Wallace put them in the same group. I mean, I totally agree with that. Number four wide receiver, but if you have an injury or whatnot, you know, Tylen Wallace could get some serious reps. So. And, and the Ravens had a lot of, they liked Tylen Wallace when they drafted him in the fourth round last yep. year. So, like, could he move into the wide receiver three role? Could he put himself, you know, into a spot where he's ahead of James Prochet and, you know, getting a lot of action on the on the receiving end? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But I think he's going to be a key player for sure for this team. So, uh, a lot to watch there. You know, some other spots that I look at, you know, Outside linebacker. So they drafted David Ajabo. Right. But, you know, he's injured. They haven't signed a veteran yet. So some of these young outside linebackers, like, I look at Dalen Hayes, right? Dalen Hayes is a guy who spent almost his entire rookie year on IR, barely played as a rookie. Now he comes in and, hey, we need you to kind of step up, right? Tyus Bowser's coming back from the Achilles. And I think Dalen Hayes is going to be somebody. I've always been intrigued by the kid. I think he's got some explosiveness. He's got a good dip. Um, I'm interested to see what he can bring uh, during OTAs. So that'll be an interesting one. Like we said, you know, Ben Cleveland, Tyree Phillips. Right. I mean, that's going to be a really important battle, but that left guard competition right. is not going to be decided right. or really let's even. Watch, let's watch that in training camp. Fully, fully underway until training camp. Yep. Um, so I, then I, I'm also interested in the secondary. So like, I don't know who's going to all be out there in the secondary. Marcus Peters coming back from the torn ACL. I wouldn't expect to see him. Marlon Humphrey is coming back from the season-ending injury that he had, so I don't know if he's going to be out there. Uh, but you have these young players. The Ravens drafted a pair of fourth-round cornerbacks in Jalen Armour Davis and yep. Demarion Williams. Yep. And they haven't signed a veteran at this point for that position, and, and you know we've spent time talking about whether they need to do so. Yep. I think these off-season practices will help them determine whether they feel like they need to go out and sign a vet. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think that's a very good point. Brandon Stevens is another one. Yeah. You know, Brandon Stevens, is he playing more slot corner? Uh, do they keep him more at safety still? I expect that he's going to be playing in the slot a fair amount during OTAs. How does he hold up transitioning back to cornerback? That'll be interesting. Um, you know, another guy that I'll point to here is Jawan James that I think is is a key player here. Because Ronnie Stanley, we don't expect him to be out on the field. So who's getting the left tackle reps is mm. a question, right? And so I just don't know who his Ronnie's top backup is. Is it McCary? Is it Juwan James? I don't think it's going to be Morgan Moses. They signed him to be their starting right tackle. So it'll be interesting. Is it Tyree Phillips? Is it Tyree Phillips? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see who's getting those reps. And Juwan James, you know, considering we haven't seen a whole lot of them. Uh, will be an interesting player to watch. Yeah, and and 
you know, for some, to some degree, like we're saying, you can't really look at the trenches and determine like who's playing well and who's playing poorly, but just where guys line up and what the rotation is, that yep. is telling. Yep. And so if, if Juwan James is getting the first team reps left tackle with Ronnie Stanley not out there, then you say, okay, well, the Ravens are viewing him as an option at both tackle spots. Right. And then, you know, which is important, which is Ronnie coming back. Like who, if he's not ready, who's that guy going to be? That's a big question. Totally. Totally. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think that just kind of the alignment is always something that's, it's, you know, Brandon Stevens is an example. Juwan James is an example where, where guys are lining up. Malik Harrison is another one. He's, mm-hmm. the Ravens have talked about giving him some reps at outside linebacker. Yep. So, you know, is he playing more outside linebacker or is he playing more inside linebacker? What, how are the Ravens deploying him? Yeah. Uh, Cause that could be, you know, indicative of what his future is on this team. Yeah. Completely agree. I, it wouldn't be surprising to see him more at outside linebacker, especially considering, you know, they just signed another Vince Beagle. Yeah. It's kind of inside outside linebacker hybrid a little bit too. Uh, you know, Christian Welch is a, a young player that's been here for the past two years. Special teams guy. I mean, it's, you've seen this time and time again of these special teams inside linebackers who then evolve into having kind of a backup role. Chris board was one of those guys who departed in free agency It's Kristen Welch. You know, he'll, he'll be an interesting player to see whether he steps up into that kind of number three inside linebacker role behind Patrick queen and Josh Bynes. Yep. Um, just real quick, a few other guys that I, I'm interested to see Tyler Beatty. I mean, you have JK and Gus not out there. Tyler Beatty's going to be getting a lot of runtime. Um, so can the rookie kind of step up and, and, uh, you know, emerge as an option there, you know, the Ravens sign Mike Davis. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the veteran kind of get out there and see what kind of chops he has. Um, and then I, I think let's not forget about the top draft pick Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. How are they using him? Where's he lining up around this defense? You know, just how versatile is his role going to be as a rookie will be interesting to kind of get our first glimpse of that. Yeah, I think one thing like that's come up with him a few times. Uh, Cole Jackson mentioned it when we did the podcast with him last week. Joe Ortiz mentioned it when he did the film session. But people talk about play processing speed with yep, him and yep. how quickly he diagnoses things. Of course, OTAs aren't full speed, and, and you throw out that like caveat whenever you're talking about it. But it gives you an indication of just kind of how fluid somebody is and how much they can see what's happening in front of them. Yep. And so, like. Yeah, he's not going to be laying the wood and coming down and, and trying <laughs> right. to tackle anybody. But like you can see if he's in the right place at the right time and if he's processing things well. Yeah, And I think that that will be you know, a key way. And I, I agree. How are the Ravens? Like, is he mostly just at a safety role? Are they moving slot. him all over the place? Is he playing some slot corner? Like, how, how much do you just want to throw him in the deep end and say, we're going to have you do all these different things and we're going to start right now? Yep. Or do you take the approach? Do the coaches take the approach? We want you to start here, start small, and then we'll keep adding to your plate. Right. We'll see. Yeah, and last guy on my list here that I have is Tyler Linderbaum. Well, he's not the last guy. I have Tyler Linderbaom and Jordan Stout. Uh, Linderbaum, you're gonna be keeping a close eye. Uh, it's tough to keep a close eye on twenty guys. Well, <laughs> well, I, I'm just impressed that you're gonna be keeping a close eye on the punter. You're just saying oh. the punter just because we talked to Sam, so you have to mention well, I mean, the punter. I am gonna be watching the punting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to see this kid hit it. Like everybody talked about how, like when Jordan Stout hits a ball, like you feel it and hear it. Yeah, and I'm just kind of. Curious to see it, you know, um, and I'm curious to see Sam working with him and what that kind of looks like. And, you know, Sam just riding him or, you know, it's how perfectionist, how, how much does that perfectionist come out? You know, yeah. it'll be kind of cool to see. And, and then Linderbaum, obviously, because his day one expectations that he'll step into a starting role. Now, we can't get inside his head and see the processing speed that we're talking about with Kyle Hamilton and, you know, how he's kind of handling all that. But 
just, you know, is he kind of being a leader of that group? And, and does he feel, does he seem like he feels comfortable? Um, it'll be good to see snaps, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Snaps. Totally. I mean, he went from not really being in a shot, much of a shotgun offense to now playing. He's going to be in a lot more shotgun snaps now. So that'll be a thing to watch. Yeah. I think, I think the snaps are definitely significant with him. Cause that's again, something you can see, you yeah. know, you can tell that and, and you want the snaps in this type of atmosphere where there's no real contact and, and you don't have to worry about that aspect. Right. You want the snaps to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. Th- those, you have to have that down. So yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be an important piece. One thing I, I do think is that the, um, you know, there was never really a high intensity, let's say, you know, to OTAs just because there's not a lot allowed. But now with the Ravens being even more, you know, uh, into preventative injury measures, I do think that OTAs will be dialed back even a little bit more this year. Yeah, um, I'll be curious to hear, hear what players say about that, you know, because that is like we spend a lot of time talking at the end of the season of how things are going to change, uh, given all the injuries and what tweaks and adjustments they can make to the offseason program, all that stuff. Yep. And this is kind of the first time to see it on the field in action for a us. Little bit. We've seen now we saw a little bit of the um, from the strength and conditioning program that they were doing like longer cool downs and mm-hmm. warm ups. It seemed like was a bigger part of what they're doing. But like, yes, this is the closest to practice that we've ever seen that yeah. we've seen this offseason. And we'll get a chance to talk to some of the guys, some of the players this week and you know, we'll see what they say. You know, how is it different? What feels different to them? Yeah. Um and that'll be some some good perspective as well. So, you know, stay tuned. It is a busy week here uh with OTAs underway. We're going to have, you know, photos, videos, highlights, all that stuff coming out over the course of the of the week. Um and Wednesday is the day that we are able to be out there watching practice and we'll also get a chance to talk with some guys uh on Wednesday as well. So, uh that's the day to go ahead and mark that um tune into the press conferences and then also be ready for a lot of content coming out of that practice yep well thank you for listening as always you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net and we'll be back with you next week hey have you ever used cheapo air for years and i really like it with cheapo air you can book online use their app or even over the phone they've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations they're my go-to for travel planning And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.